This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. The Philharmonic Society of Selangor, or the Phil as is better known, is celebrating its 65th anniversary this year and they're set to stage their music from movies and musicals, the 65th anniversary charity concert to celebrate. So featuring an almost 80-member strong community choir, the group want to take you on a trip down memory lane with well-loved classics and all in the name of charity too, with proceeds from ticket sales being channeled to several charitable organisations. So today on the show, I'm joined by Brenda James, the chairperson of The Phil, She's going to join me to share more. Welcome, Brenda. How are you today? Hi, Delia. It's always good to see you. You too. Thank you so much for joining me. Lovely to have you back in the studio. Uh, we, uh, you know, first of all, congratulations and happy anniversary. 65 uh, years. No small feat, of course. No, we are super excited about it. We've got a great year plan and just overall, everybody's energy is just super high about it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, as it should be, right? Um, and of course, we caught up last November to chat about songs for the season. Correct. Uh, that, yeah. Gosh, time flies, yeah. Um, but uh, I do remember, you know, you did share about how the, the society got its start, how the Phil got its start. But maybe just for listeners, you can just, uh, for the benefit of those who don't know, can you remind us how the society got its start back in 1958? You know, uh, you know those group of uh, British expatriates, right? How did they get together? Correct, that's formed? exactly what it was. So back in 1958, specifically at 7pm on the 15th day of January 1958, okay. so 11 music enthusiasts, eight men and three women, this is all very specific details, of course. Very. They met at the card room of the Selangor Club and proposed the formation of the Philharmonic Society. So then the society then further proposed that the eight male members at the time serve on the pro tem committee and um, there being no further nominations, they were duly elected. So with an initial sum of $179.44 in the bank and the noble aim of staging musical performances and encouraging the arts, the society put on its first production. It was Gilbert and Sullivan's The Mikado. Mm-hmm. And this was at, held at the British Council. Okay. Yeah. So this ran in July 1958. And admission at that time was $1. That was the price <laughs> of the ticket. And the Phil donated the profit of $400. It was donated to the police band and they bought an oboe. Aww. I love this story. It's such a great story, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is, and, and you know, uh, sixty-five years later, you guys are still going strong. But can you remind us also how I guess you know the society has uh, how the Phil basically has you know adapted to changes you know in Malaysia how it's changed actually you know from, since it first started. Mm, I think uh, it's fair to say in the early days uh, the Phil was predominantly made by members of, made up by the members of the expat community, and then of course as the country grew and you know and and um, and all the changes happened, the Phil 
has always been relevant in the performing arts and you know it just continued to open its doors and welcome people everybody from all walks of life ages creeds there's like there's really no um, criteria to this if you love music and you want to give back to the community then just come and walk through our proverbial doors mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so uh, here's so now um, so I did mention that then they started out as 11 people right the biggest choir that we've had on stage was almost 110 people Gosh. yeah it's a challenge looking for a venue that can take 110 singers <laughs> yeah so yeah we've definitely grown okay no yeah. that's, that's really lovely and yeah. you know you guys have gone on like um, I mean it's not just you not just perform locally right you've also done tours you've gone overseas as well am I correct correct, yeah. correct. in 2011 we were uh, part of a community choir festival in Australia and then uh, in 2015 we travelled to India mm-hmm. uh, where we worked together with another community choir there to raise funds for a home that was in need, a home that housed children with AIDS. Okay. So we were very happy to be able to work together with our counterparts in India to make that happen as well. Lovely. Yeah. And, and what I like about you guys, I mean, and you just told me this off air, you know, you guys have a constitution. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <which> <laughs> And some very, I mean, very strong rules, I suppose, or very, um, you know, it, it's already set out there what your mission is. And, and you know, you guys have stuck to it uh, throughout these years. Isn't yes, it? we do. The, the constitutions are important pillars that are in place that guide us to do what we do. Um, I think... Um, Otherwise, you know, in, in 65 years, you'll just be, it's, it's important to have guiding principles. It keeps us on track. So one of the first pillars of our constitution is that we need to stage quality musicals and productions and encourage the arts in, in whatever form, be it dancing or theatre or singing. Um, so that's the first pillar of our constitution. Sure. The second pillar is, and all the surplus that we earn from the tickets of our, from the sale of our tickets needs to be funded back into the community to organisations who need it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is important for us. And that has been throughout, right? It has never changed, It never changed. It has never changed. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's wonderful. And, you know, some of the societies, uh, we'll talk about, you know, who uh, you guys are supporting this time around. But, you know, maybe you can just name us some of the different charities that you guys have supported throughout the years. Absolutely. We've worked with a whole bunch of charities. Most recently, organisations like Hospice Malaysia, Befrienders, the National Autistic Society, Kiwanis. Um, We've worked with groups who wanted to build palliative care facilities. We've worked with organisations who wanted to build, dig, literally dig wells for the Orang Asli community. Um, There's a whole bunch of causes that we have supported to help them achieve their goals. And the nice thing is we do it through music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so something that you guys love and you're doing something you love and yes. you're helping people. I mean, it's like win-win everywhere, isn't Across it? Across the board. Across the board. And you guys also have this very interesting thing, right, where you have a non-audition policy, yes. right? Can you tell yes. us a little bit about that? So the choir is community choir, which means that we try to practice a non-audition policy. However... When new members join, we do we, we do we would like to hear their voice. Mm. This is important so that we can place them in the right voice categories. Most of the pieces that we sing comes under um, either a soprano part, an alto part, a tenor or a bass part. So it's important that we hear 
so that they can be placed the right voice category so that you know they just basically don't damage their voices lah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I mean, how have you guys ensured that your members are well prepared, you know, and I guess you know also uh, always motivated, right, for each performance. So one of the challenges in in a community choir is in and maybe I won't say the word challenge. One of the situations that arises in a community choir is not everybody reads music or not everybody may have come from a background where they were exposed to the theory of music. So we have systems in place where there's a lot of rote and repeat. Um, so it's okay that they can't read music. Everybody still gets a music score because it's important that they can cite. And, and as they go along, they will understand those squiggly little lines actually mean something or where does the note actually sit? Is it going? In, is it a higher note? Is it a lower note? And that comes from rote and repeat again. Um, but it's important that everybody has a score so that they can use this as part of their own learning process. But in terms of actually getting the knowledge of the music in, um, this is where the repeat part comes. So pieces are pre-recorded and they listen to it again and again then they practice on their own they're not practicing on their own they practice in small groups what we call sectionals mm. so often choir members open their own homes they serve some tea and they say oh I'm running a sectional this afternoon who wants to come over nice. so they practice on their own so then when they come back for actual rehearsals on Monday night to the, to the bigger choir then everybody's in a better footing to be able to contribute to the best outcome of that session yeah. Okay. And your volunteers, you know, range, you know, age and uh, everything, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Yeah, we've got people from their 20s to um, much, much younger people in their approaching 80s. So <laughs> we, we just, yeah, it's a nice crowd. Super cool people, all of them. And can you just remind yeah. us also how you got involved and why you got involved and uh, why you've stayed? That's right. Uh, so this is, so left my job in the corporate world in 2008. Yeah. Then I, I decided to go into business for my own. So I, I, I ran a flower shop. And at that time, as a startup, I didn't really have much money to give away for charitable causes. Or, But then I saw this uh, advertisement in the newspaper calling for auditions for this choir. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, what I cannot give in money, I can give in time. So off I went. And, I, and, and at that time, the choir was an auditioned choir. So I went in and I gave it a shot, not expecting to get in. But there, you know, I, I found a spot there. And I remember the very first day that I was sitting there in the choir and then suddenly I, uh, I heard everybody singing together and this whole harmony started to happen. And I was like, whoa, what's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it, was, it was really nice. It was, um, I felt like I found my tribe. Mm. Yeah. yeah, And they have become a tribe, right? They you guys have. are really quite like a community, you know, quite fam- like, like a huge family almost. Everybody looks out for everybody. I mean, it's a big group, but then it's just, there's a lot of care and there's a lot of genuine uh, interactions that goes on there, um, which also explains why some of our members have been, have been in the choir for like 40 years now. <laughs> or they join the choir, then they go away because of work commitments or life commitments, and then they come back. And um, so it's like an ever-revolving door, and people come and go as they like, but the fill will always be there. Yeah, it's always, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's a nice thought as well, right? The fill will always uh, welcome you back anyway, right? Yes. And they understand that, yeah, life sometimes happens, right? Yes. <laughs> you have to see to whatever it is. But Absolutely. Yeah, there's always, the door is always open. Yeah. But you do, of course, also recruit and train new members for the community choir. I mean, what are some, what would you say are some benefits? Anyone's listening who, you know, might think of joining, what would you say are some benefits of joining the choir? First of all, there's the community building. I think sometimes like... Um, It's fair to say in this day and age, the more connected we are electronically, it's also 
the disconnect really sets in. So coming together for choir um, is one of those things that that like literally puts you in a place for community building. You are surrounded by people. A choir is never one person, not even two. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it takes a village to make a choir. So just the, like I said, I, I joined choir and I found my tribe. I found my community, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there uh, who will this will appeal to them as well. Mm-hmm. Secondly, there is the the wellness aspects of singing. Singing brings joy. Singing brings you a different level of contentment, um, especially for all of us who have been told at some point, oh, no, don't sing so loud, you're very noisy, or, <laughs> or you don't sound so good, or, you know, um, stop listening to all of that. Just come and give it a chance. Come and join like-minded people and then see where that takes you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can definitely vouch for the happiness index. La. Yeah. Happiness index is very high. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, and of course, you know, if anyone wants to, you know, come and see what it is like, of course, uh, music from movies and musicals, the Phil's 65th anniversary charity concert is happening very, very soon. Uh, I understand uh, Mervyn Peters will be at the helm Correct. again. Right? Yes. Yeah, Mervyn's our conductor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, it's, it's been, um, he's worked very hard with us, with the choir, uh, in bringing this show to fruition. He's also worked the choir very hard in bringing this <laughs> this show to fruition, but it's all good. It's all good. And, and we are looking forward to um, to staging this in KL Park from the 28th to the 30th of July. A question that I often get asked is, if yours is a community choir and, and how do you all maintain the standards mm-hmm. that you all have to keep? Um, the simple answer is we have to work very, very hard at it. Yeah. So I, I think I was just doing a rough calculation on the way to this interview to count how many hours people have put in. So just for the show alone, collectively, the choir, between the number of rehearsals that we have going on, the number of people who are in the choir, and just just uh, a basic simple math of the number of hours of rehearsals, mm. we clocked in almost 8,200 hours collectively. Wow. Yeah, so that's a lot of work. That's how we have to work to to keep the the standards high, mm-hmm. um, just through rote and repeat and then polishing the process, lah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, you know, this is again for charity, right? It's right. not like you are getting any nope. sort of no. Like in fact, everybody who is in the field is a volunteer. They give up their time, and I like like I just said, it's like many, many, many hundreds of hours per person. Mm-hmm. So they give up their time, and then in return, the money that we raise through the sale of tickets, the surplus from these productions are going to ten extraordinary charities, and the, the, these are these are charity organisations who, in my opinion, look after such important segments of our community who really need the help. And we're really happy that we are in a position to help them do their hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And how does it work? So um, you, you are, of course, you know, supporting several char- charities, as you mentioned, right? Like, how does it work? I, didn't, I, I was reading, like, p- particular concert nights are, like, dedicated to a charity or several charities, right? How, how has you worked at that? Oh, thanks. That's a good question. So we've come up with this model, so to speak. Huh? I think the Phil is in a unique position as a producer of, of musicals and, and performances. We are in a unique position to create this show. And what we would do is then work with the charity organisation who's looking to fundraise. So this is the whole um, explanation of give a man a fish and teach a man how to fish. Huh? We can quite easily just say, hey, we have a charity donation for you of 5,000 ringgit. And that's it. That's yeah. 5,000 ringgit yeah. that you can take. And maybe it might pay rent for a month. Maybe it might not. I'm, I'm not sure how far the money would go. But on the other hand, um, 
organisations that choose to work with us to fundraise, what they would do is they purchase a show from us at a cost price and then they would then go on to sell the tickets at a higher price and this is how they fundraise for the thing. It's actually quite it's simple. Crazy, they, yeah. they really don't have to do any, any work other than sell the tickets. Um, which is great because if, if any one of us have actually tried to organize a gala dinner or, a, you know, you know, the extraordinary amount of work that goes into a, or, or a treasure hunt, for example, you know, the extraordinary amount of work that goes into making and pulling together all the components to do. So in situations like this, we, the Phil, will produce the show and we will take care of all the back end work that takes into putting the show up on stage. And then the partner that we work with, the organization that we work with, all they have to do is go out there. And sell the tickets. Yeah. So win again, win win for everybody. I right? think so. <laughs> I think so. And I think there's a lot of organizations who believe that as well because they've come on come on board to work with us and um and I'm glad la, I'm glad that this is a partnership that works well for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I just want to quickly also talk about, of course, you know, the repertoire, right? So yes. what have you guys got planned uh, oh, for this? This time? is gonna be a good one. So this is music from movies and musicals. And the special thing about this one, because it's a milestone concert, milestone anniversary for us, a lot of the songs that we people will be hearing when they come to watch us in KL Pack this time will be songs that we have sung at some point now in our history and some of them are new songs but you know there's always some some references to it so this year we have Joseph and the amazing Technical Dream Code um, we have uh, the James Bond theme My Fair Lady Lion Sleeps Tonight Oklahoma there is um, standalone pieces like Dream a Little Dream, Stand By Me. Oh, then this is my favourite, the Jersey Boy medley is there. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah, so it's, I, I think that's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know yeah. something that people will just go enjoy, have a lovely yeah. evening out, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. And aside from the choir, I do understand you've got some guest artists as Correct. well. Correct, so we have Alvira Arul. And Chang Feng Chi is on, on the show with us and we are super happy to have them. The both of them have always been supportive of the Phil in our initiatives over the past few years. So it's lovely to welcome them back and say thank you for doing this with us. Mm-hmm. Super talented, both of them. Definitely. So we are lucky. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and also you've backing up the choir, of course, is a four piece live band. Right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely so we, we worked with the band yesterday at rehearsal. We had choral boot camp yesterday, by the way. Okay. Yes. It sounds as tiring as it is, it is, yes. Yeah. As Coral Bootcamp, yes. Um, but it's basically a session where everybody can, everybody's been working separately. The band's been working on their own. Mervyn's been working with the choir. Um, so yesterday was a sit-prop day where we had um, the choir, the band came together, our stage manager was there, our lighting people were there, everybody was there. So suddenly the whole family came together and we were like, Planned it down to the details, like because now we two weeks to go. It's, this is it. This is rollout time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, crush, it's crunch time already. Yeah. But I guess you know the excitement is also building up even more, right? Actually, now that- I was surprised because they had been singing by that time. They had been singing for I think like four and a half hours. Uh, oh, we started at 12, we ended at 6. So they've been singing for quite a long time. And yet at 6 o'clock, they were still like, oh, we can go on. I was like, no, maybe not. Maybe we need to stop now. Maybe we need to catch a breath. <laughs> I love it. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> so it's happening, as you mentioned, from the 28th to the 30th of July. So, um, and again, you know, it doesn't matter which day you go for because, but there are certain days dedicated to particular uh, charities, as we mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, right? But Correct. I mean, it, it's... Yeah. A, it's so, you know, um, 
Friday Night Show is a Kiwanis fundraiser. So if this is a charity that means something to you and you like to support it, then buy the tickets for the Friday Night Show. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday's matinee, Saturday 29th, the matinee is um, in aid of Hospice Malaysia. So again, if Hospice Malaysia is a charity that means something to you, support them. But either which way, whichever show you go for, um, we are still donating uh, proceeds from the show to all different 10 charities. So. Okay. Your money will go towards a super good cause. And for those uh, who still wish to support us but they can't physically be there for the concert, please consider being part of our Give a Gift of Song program. That's when you buy the ticket and then donate it back to us. And then we will ensure segments of the community who normally will not be able to come for shows like this, we will make sure that the ticket gets into their hands and they're able to come and and be part of this. Mm -hmm. Or you could even consider donating to our Friends of the Phil program. The Friends of the Phil program is... The, a program that enables us to keep free programs going. So, for example, ever so often, the choir gathers at places like uh, Taman Tugu, where we do singing in the park. Yeah. This is a, f- a free program that we run for the public. It basically encourages the community, just come and sing. When was the last time you guys stood under a tree and just sang? Um, so, these are, so, so funding, all these fundings help us uh, to keep some programs free for the community. Okay. And that's nice too. Okay. Yeah. And and you're open to like corporate sponsorships and things like that? We are very, very open. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess the best thing to do is of course get in touch with you guys. Correct. Uh, All the details are on our website. Okay. And, and we'd love to have conversations with anybody who's interested in supporting us further. Okay. Brenda, yeah. thank you so much for joining thank you, me Juliet. today. <laughs> that was Brenda James, the chairperson of the Philharmonic Society of Slango, or the Phil, telling us all about music from movies and musicals, the Phil's 65th anniversary charity concert. So again, those concerts are happening from the 28th to the 30th of July over at KL Pack. Uh, so for Friday, the 28th of July, the 8pm show that again is in aid of the Kiwanis Down Syndrome Foundation. If you'd like to purchase tickets for that, you need to get in touch with the Kiwanis Down Syndrome Foundation at 0 3-7886-8820. If you'd like to attend Saturday's show at 3pm, that's in aid of Hospice Malaysia, you can get your tickets via hospice at 013-983-1862 or you can email them at pr at hospicemalaysia.org. For the rest of the performances, you can get your tickets at cloudjoy.com. That's cloudjoy.com. Uh, and those, of course, are in aid of multiple charities. Tickets are priced at 90 ringgit and 130 ringgit. Uh, and you can get all the information uh, on the websites. Again, for more information on everything that I just spoke about, you can head to thefill.org.my. You can also follow them on social media. There are many updates there as well. But now for two lucky listeners, The Phil have a gift for you. They have kindly offered us two pairs of tickets for Sunday's matinee show. So that's the 30th of July at 3pm. Uh, again, you know it's happening over at KL Pack. So it could be yours. Just answer this question correctly. What year was the Philharmonic Society of Slango established? Was it A, 1958 or B, 1968. So send us a WhatsApp message with the correct answer, your full name, and very importantly, your email address. Send that over to 018-789-8899. You'll hear back from us if you are those lucky listeners. But for now, if you miss any part of today's conversation, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture. BFM 89.9.
have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.